Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. we got a couple guests for you today, and uh, very excited. I was just talking to him, realizing how long it's been since we've had him in. But we got a uh, local musician, Mike Brunacini, here with us today. We're going to talk about a couple things, but I know he has a, uh, a big one we're going to be talking about, a new project that he's doing called After Gloom. There's a Kickstarter out now going until Saturday, July 16th, so if you're hearing it before that, there you go, something coming up. So talk some new music, get into that Kickstarter, and uh, all things Mike Brunacini with Mike Brunacini. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing really good. I, I can't believe it's been, yeah, well over a year since we've had you in. It was great talking last time, and uh, now we got more new music from you. So let's uh, let's get into this. I want to talk about uh, Aftergloom to start out. I know it's a new project you're doing. Is this something, is a project all you, or are you collaborating with anyone? It's mostly all me. Um, the reason I debated for a long time, whether to just have it be my name or something different, but I, the, the sound of it is so different than what I normally do. Really? There's a lot more electronic stuff going on, um, where my normal stuff is a little more organic. Uh, so I, I decided to go with a new name because maybe it would be for a new audience. Oh, nice. Maybe. I don't know. I guess you'll find. I guess you'll find. I, I mean, I'll find out. <laughs> it's very new, right? Because I mean, there's nothing really out yet. I mean, this this Kickstarter is for the debut. I mean, you're like this yeah. is a very new project for yep, you. There's the one song out right now on on streaming platforms uh, called "You Can't Go Back." Oh, nice. Um, and there's a new song coming out on Friday, this Friday, so seven seven. Oh, nice. July seventh. Uh, that's called Midnight Groove. Oh. That actually has uh, Brandon Holly on synthesizer. Oh, so you do have a couple people yeah. playing playing yeah. with you in there. Are they? Are you like for for that part? I guess like did you kind of already write stuff and have people kind of come in and play, or is it kind of like people people kind of came in and kind of wrote on the songs with you? Well, that that's that's the only oh, feature. That's the only one. Yeah, and, and that I was just sending him tracks just for you know. Am I going crazy? Is this good at all? <laughs> and he listened to it, and he he was very encouraging and said, like, I like it, but I think that synth lead could be a little better. Try this. And then he just sent it over. No, and I was like, it. yeah, you're right, and I'm going to use that exact track. I'm not even going <laughs> to do it myself, but you already did it for me. Thanks. It's think- really good. I think we might have even talked about this last time, but that, you know, with with being a solo artist like that part, like, is that ever difficult where, yeah, you don't have, probably good and bad, difficult, but I'm sure there's perks to it where you don't have, like, three other people to speak to for a song. Like, it's like, your ideas kind of are yours. You don't, you don't have those filters. I mean, is that, I'm, I'm sure there's pros and cons to it, but I mean, is that kind of a roadblock or anything at all when you are writing and you don't have, you can't go to your drummer and go, hey, man, like, how's this song sound, you know? A little bit, yeah. I could see that being a roadblock. Um, 
I tend to, to hit a block with lyrics a lot of times. I can I have a phone full of melodies, <laughs> nice. um, and then I, I'll you know I just have the melodies sitting around, and years later I'll be like, yeah, now I have an idea for that. Uh, so uh, you know, having somebody else to bounce that sort of idea off would definitely be helpful. Nice. But on the flip side, it's it's nice to just you know have complete control over the whole process because I it's just. I don't have to argue with anybody. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, if I like it, then it's good enough. Um, but maybe having somebody else would make the songs even better. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to tell. Like I was wondering, yeah, like picking into your head. Cause it really is like, I didn't really know wrong or right answer to that, but it is interesting. Cause like, also, yeah, maybe, maybe your drummer isn't the great, you know, maybe he likes it or doesn't like it, but that's also not, you know, the general public or whatever. So, you know, maybe oh, whatever I'm doing is not like <laughs> typically what I imagine the general public liking, but I, I could be wrong. I'm just after the, gloom, the, the counts, the, the, the number of streamers isn't there for, for a general public. <laughs> Did you like, like with after gloom, I mean, you mentioned before, like kind of going back and forth, you're going to put this under Mike Brunacini or, you know, kind of do a different thing. Like, I mean, did you already kind of know then the sound for the project before it happened? Like, was it already pretty much there? You knew what it was going to be? Or once you kind of went, all right, I'm doing a side project, did the sound kind of unfold from there? Uh, a little bit of both. I'd, I'd say that I, I knew going into it that I wanted to do something different. Um, and I had this idea for a, a pretty big, weird concept. Like, a, it was just a story. Um and the the nature of the story was a little bit weirder so i knew i wanted to go in a more weird more electronic direction um and it, it's like influenced a lot by internet aesthetics like oh, okay. i don't know like weird core dream core uh nostalgia like the like the whole dead mall vibe it's it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah. influenced by that so it, I think a good way to describe it would be saying that it's it's like walking into a dream where you don't immediately notice it's a dream, but something is off. Ooh. That's kind of the the vibe of the story and the sound in general. Wow. I really, I, it, it's so like, I mean, it seems very detailed. Like you really, I mean, obviously at this point, like, you know, the concept and all that. And I mean, it's, you know, again, there, there's a lot going on in there. Like that all kind of flow out. At, I know we were talking about it like unfolding, but just as detailed as that is. Did all that kind of come to you at once or did that did that keep coming unfolding more? I don't know if it's a story, but you know what I mean? Like that's a lot to unpack with the music. Did that just come with as you were writing it or did that kind of come on, you know, like later on? It was a, it was a kind of bit by bit. I uh let's see. I'm trying to like remember how I started <laughs> it, but uh I had a general loose idea of what I wanted it to be and uh the more I dug into it the longer it was getting I guess because I'm thinking like the aesthetics part of it like all that like there's so much more than just you just wrote a song like you wrote all that but then it goes with like the theme and the visuals and stuff like everything's really working together more than just a you know you just have that one song yeah it's, it's interesting that like neither one was I feel like they both kind of were happening in separate corners and I pushed them together. Really? Um, like I, I wanted to do something that was a little weirder, more dreamy sounding. And I had to wait until I had an idea suitable for that. Cause I, otherwise I don't know what I'd be writing about. <laughs> um, but then that, that idea kind of popped up and I was like, Hey, that's perfect for the sound I want to do. And then I went from there and I approached it, uh, 
I wanted the story to be sound. You know, I wanted it to be a very uh, well-written story with uh, character development, growth, you know. Yeah. And it actually does have a happy ending, believe it or not. For, for somebody <laughs> like me, it's, I don't historically write anything with happy endings. So this, <laughs> the story is very sad, but there's a happy ending at, at you know, the last... You have to get through three albums to get there, though. <laughs> it's a it's a three part project. This oh, nice. is just part one. The Kickstarter, oh, very nice. Yeah, it's thirty totally. It's going to be uh, thirty tracks. Oh, split geez. across ten or split across three ten track albums. Nice. Yeah. Do you have? I mean, like those. Obviously, I mean the first one. You got the Kickstarter and stuff. I'm sure that one you kind of already have fleshed out and everything. But the other two, I mean. Do you pretty much have this idea? Is that like the music's written? You know the, the how the story ends and all that. I mean, you're already ahead to the three, or I mean, are you still kind of in progress of the other two? Uh, part one is completely finished. It's actually out right now, being uh, it's being how it's not pressed, being recorded to tape. It's being released oh, nice. exclusively on cassette tape, uh, physically and then digitally, of course. So. It sounds weird to say exclusively, but if physically it'll be available on tape. Uh, then it'll also be digital on all the streaming platforms. Uh, part two is written pretty much entirely, but it needs a little bit more, um, a few more overdubs and obviously mixing and like mastering. Uh, part three is there's like two songs that need some lyrical refinement but other than that it's they're they're done i mean the story is there the music is all there just a little bit more on the lyric side yeah it sounds like i mean every all the big stuff sounds like it's accounted for i mean you yeah. know that you know all that stuff that's just kind of i debated releasing it as one 30 track album and then i figured it you know <laughs> the only person who would want to listen to a 30 track album is probably me so uh, that's not it's it's a lot to ask for you're, somebody to listen to a long long album yeah you have me thinking about that i'm i'm like trying to think as a as a consumer of music like if i would rather somebody give it to me in like three doses like that or if 30 and yeah i don't i don't know maybe it is better to like let them unpack it that way at, th- at that point you can almost treat it like a like a series you know yeah, each, yeah. each song is an episode and then the season ends and then you have to wait for the next season for the story to continue That's and then kind of you know or a three-act structure you know it's three acts yeah and then the whole thing it's almost like a musical really the way it's told it, it could be a stage thing if I, you know, had the nice. knowledge and skills to do that, but I don't know if I do. <laughs> You'll be listening back to this one day as you're getting ready for the making a big production of it. And yeah, <laughs> yes, in fact, you I did. wish in my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> you know, the, the it does always interest me, like with something like this, where you know you do have that concept and you kind of know what you're writing about going in, like. Those parameters for one, have you done anything like that before? Have you ever written? be a concept record or something where you did go in and the songs you wrote, you knew, you know, it is about this subject it is about this and that you're not, you're not veering off. Like, have you done anything like that before? Yeah. I've, I, I have a, like almost it's, it's funny cause it's not intentional, but it's almost every other album. I, oh, go, really? I go from standalone songs to a concept album and then back. Oh, nice. I think it's just my brain oscillating between the two. Like I can't pick <laughs> one. So I just, when I do one, then I'm bored with that, and I want to do the the other. Uh, so I had Dream State was the the last big one I did that ended up being 15 tracks, but it was like 80 minutes long. It's like two of the tracks were really suites of like six songs. Oh, geez, so nice. I did that once. Uh, I've done a few other like kind of smaller concept album type things, um, but I 
I also like right now I'm also working on a regular album of like under my own name of like normal pop rock songs that's going to be like completely recorded uh not live per se but it'll be like the piano will be a real piano the drum you know drums live in a room everything will be live in a room but not at the same time yeah that makes sense no that makes sense the old way (laughs) with with as little uh daw computer interface or interference as possible you're still getting like like the human there it's being recorded live you're not making it's not digital drums or anything like that it's like it'll be a real performance just not necessarily at the same time yeah yeah, it'll be that'll be that'll um, be good stuff. With as little editing as possible, that's that's my goal at least. I'll try to hold myself to that. <laughs> Is that yeah? Because kind of with that, like thinking of your of your solo work, like I mean, because yeah, I mean, if you go see you live, I mean, it's, it tends to be you and a piano, and I mean, a lot of your stuff is more that like stripped back i mean do you get to kind of is there more free reign doing something with like after gloom where like i'd imagine you are doing more of the production side where hey i do want to throw this little whatever wind chime i want a wind chime over here i want oh, this panned hard right like are you doing more of that with something like after gloom than yeah. doing more just like power pop pop rock kind of yeah there's a ton of weird stuff there's like uh these almost uh like cinematic soundscape moments that like will trail off at the end of a song and lead into the next one or uh there's this there's this weird um it's a trumpet that has been processed uh like heavily with with a lot of delay reverb it sounds almost like it's a like a like you're in an abandoned mall and there's like a song playing distantly on the radio in the background Um, and it's that trumpet and it's playing this motif that at the end of certain songs, it's like you can kind of hear it there in the background, um, and it's it's a super weird sound. Um, and then there's like you know crickets in the background. There's uh, a few things where I'm using like found recordings of uh, like crowds and things and kind of muddying them up. Uh, lots of weird, but they sound good. They're very pleasant on the ear, um, and like everything is very saturated, uh, very processed by you know um like tape distortion and things yeah. like that lots of it's it's very thick sounding no i could see like even you talking about the aesthetic of it and just thinking of like all that i feel like anything in that like you're talking about like dead mall and different like i don't know all, all that kind of like internet stuff yeah that all that's very processed in that way like yeah. that would make like perfect sense like yeah, going along lots with that. of delay, lots of reverb, things like that. Yeah. That's also fun because now you want to hear that trumpet and go like, can you make out and go, that's where he's talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go find oh. those little Easter eggs now. Go, yeah. That's where, he, that's where it is. And like they they are, they don't necessarily mean anything in particular, but they're, they're motifs that, that return. Um, mm. So they, they kind of do, but it's not necessarily, it's more of a feeling thing than a specific like character motif. Well, I, I won't. I won't ask you if you prefer one over the other because it sounds like you do. The, you know, doing the concept and then just you know, just traditional doing like you know, just a pop rock record or however you're going to write it, just not without you know, without a concept. But I guess what I'll ask is: is there any kind of like? Is there almost any kind of ease doing a concept record? Like, I mean, this is probably a good time because you're doing both at once. Is there anything on that concept side where you don't really have to mill through your brain? I mean, you still got to write the songs, but you don't have to think of a concept for lyrics or this or that. Is there any kind of ease with going in already knowing the direction like that? Like, I mean, is the concept, this is what I'm writing about versus, 
hey, I'm just going to write a record with 10 random songs. I don't know what they're going to be about yet. You know what There's, I mean? It's, um, I think that's why I'm prone to writing concept album is that it's, it's easier for me to know what I'm writing about ahead of time. Um, but I have to write this. Uh, the story has to be there first. So there's that part is hard. But once the story, a story, when it's a longer story, will tend to kind of the characters lead where they should lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start a story and it's you kind of let the, the characters in the story do what they're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Like where it's, you know, the character has a personality and it's not thinking about what I would do. It's what would they do? And so that kind yeah. of helps lead the story in a way where my brain might not take me there on its own, but I'm trying to think through somebody else's brain. Ooh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point of the concept record. Yeah, you're not writing as Mike Brunacini, you're writing as whoever the character may yeah. be. Which, yeah, they may, may be totally nothing like you. You might be writing for a character or voice is like nothing like you at all. Yeah. You know? There's like a, there's a few odd oddball characters in this one where there, there's like a, the main character is a girl and she recently uh, lost a parent and she's, instead of processing that pain and dealing with it, she's going into her dreams. She's lucid dreaming. That's like where you control your dreams um, and manifesting that parent back and like bringing them back through her dreams. So every night she tries to fall asleep and stay asleep longer so she can escape and be with her parent. Oh, wow. Um, and her therapist is talking with her when she's awake and explaining that that's not a good idea. That's like, that's not a long-term solution. But then there's like a quack doctor that's, like really encouraging her to get into these lucid dreams, like go deeper, stay there longer. Uh, you can do anything you want. And once she's in those dreams, uh, there's a, a character that's the memory enforcer, the dream enforcer. And they're like a, a part of her mind that is supposed to control what she sees in a dream so she can't go out of bounds, say. So she can't stay there forever. There's like, you know, there's, so there's structure in the dream. Mm. Um, and uh, the last character to talk about, I guess, is the parent themselves in her dream isn't actually her parent. It's just the image of her parent that she's created in her mind. So the parent ends up trying to keep her in her dreams longer for their own survival. Oh, So like geez. they kind of become a, they're almost a twist villain in that sense where it's like you think that they're the, like that's all this little girl wants is her parent. But the parent, it's not even really her parent. It's just the mental image of her parent in her mind. So it's very deep and, like, almost disturbing in that sense. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, that talk about, like, with the concept. I mean, like, again, just how in-depth you... I mean, this is like a film. I mean, it sounds almost like you're describing a movie. I, I, or it sp- totally could be either a movie or, like, a, like a stage musical. Like, like, yeah, these like you characters were saying, yeah. have life. They, they, there's a, it's a very in-depth story. And it's, it's difficult... trying to tell that with so little time because like i mean that you have a lot of time across three albums but each song is you know around three minutes still they're still relatively short songs you got to fit a lot of lyrics and try to tell the story in as little words as possible it's something that's not easy to do um but it's it's a fun challenge i mean because even to your credit i mean like even like that, like, yes, 30 songs sounds like a lot if it's just like, again, like, I don't know, I just a 30 song album full of just random things. But like, 
the what you just described, like that full fleshed out story, that's a lot to fit in thirty songs. Thirty songs doesn't seem that much when you now describe yeah. what's going into them. <laughs> thirty songs and three albums doesn't actually that seems like you're fitting a lot in a little. That almost seems like a bigger task than even making that a film or a play or something. You almost have the harder task of fitting this into music. And then also, you yes, you have the visuals, like the aesthetics and stuff, but if you're only listening to the album, you don't have those. So you still have to paint and conjure up yeah. those those themes and visuals and stuff with the music as well. And that's where I, f- I feel like the um, the texture of the music itself really helps paint the, the picture of what's going on just as well as the music, do- or just as well as the words do. I feel like that the music puts you into the space yeah. that, that the dream is taking place in and the lyrics are telling the story. Jeez. That, um, that's yeah. just so amazing. I mean, again, like, I mean, I knew it was a concept album and everything. And I, I mean, it was like a side project thing. But like, again, just even the story side, I mean, really, like, that's, again, just very, you got a good story there. You got, Thanks. you have me intrigued. <laughs> you have me, you have me very excited to hear, to hear all 30 songs and hear yeah, the uh, concept. I, this first the first uh, part that's out is, like I said, 10 tracks, and it basically takes you from the beginning of the story through, um, like, right when we first meet the Dream Enforcer. So, like, you get a little bit, you're basically just getting the beginning of the story right now. And then, oh, nice. you know, so it sets it up in a way where, like, I'm hoping that once you hear it, it'll be like, I can't wait for the next part. I want to know what happens next. Yeah. It is like TV. It is like back in yeah. the day where it's like, you have to wait. It's like, buddy, season's over. Like, you can't binge watch it. Like, you got to now wait over the summer into fall and see the conclusion into, like, the well, next season. I'm hoping since so much of the next two parts are done that I can, you know, get part two out next summer part three out the summer after that so it'll be kind of like that it's like oh, like nice. tv seasons you know but albums <laughs> i love that I, I get like it's such a the entire concept does seem like something you would put in that visual realm of film or tv or like a play or something i love that you're doing it this way that you're doing it you know i don't know if unconventional is even the word but just again taking a concept that would maybe go in this field and you're doing it over here into something totally that's just different. what i do i like <laughs> if i were good at film that i would probably still have this story in my head and that, that i would do it that way but if there are any filmmakers out there let me know if you're interested i'd, I'd love to work up. with you <laughs> let's uh i mean let's talk about this kickstarter because again i mean you're telling people about this great project i know there's a couple different perks for it and stuff where for one i mean where can we go to the kickstarter and what do you have up there for uh, people who want to who want to pledge and you know back the project uh well you can go to kickstarter and type in after gloom in the search bar because i like a t- telling you a url yeah. over the radio isn't gonna help but <laughs> bunch of letters and numbers yeah. if you type in after gloom one word uh or don't wake the dreamer part one either one will probably bring you right to my page or if you find me mike brunacini on facebook or after gloom on facebook or instagram or whatever uh you'll find it there because i'm posting about it all the time um, and the good thing is we did reach the, re- the, the requirements. So the project is, oh, nice. fu- it's fully funded. However, you know, anybody who still wants to hear this music, I would definitely encourage you to, to back it because then the, the tape run is so limited, very small number. <laughs> um, and it'll just show it, you know, just having that support, then I'll know that the next album is something people actually want. Uh, it'll you know make me feel a little better making it. <laughs> uh, but the the rewards that are up there, there's um, 
a digital download so you can actually own the files instead of just streaming them from free services. <laughs> uh, then there's uh, the cassette tape, a signed cassette tape. And the, the, oh, nice. it, it sounds weird, but the reason I chose cassette tapes for this is, A, they're cool. Yes, they just it. look really cool. Oh, I have a cassette collection. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm with you, man. I've got a tape deck. I just changed the belts. It's running great. Um, yes. Uh, I love cassettes. I think they're cool. Um, but I also think the vibe of this album if, it suits the medium very well. It, it, it'll feel like you're pulling something out of the past in a good way, like out of the 80s. Boom. After Gloom. It, it kind of looks like an 80s album. I don't know. I, I just I like the way the tape fits the theme. Uh, what are some? There's a, a discography uh, reward that you get, like the whole Mike Brunacini discography and the Afterglow album loaded on a flash drive oh, sent nice. to you. Um, and then uh, there's a fun one where you get the cassette tape and a cassette player. Oh, very. So nice. if you don't have a cassette player, I've got no you excuse. covered. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that's like a live Zoom or you know live streamed performance. And a Q&A that you can attend if you wanted to. Oh, nice. So that's like the top tier reward. Um, but I, you know, at After Gloom, Don't Wake the Dreamer, part one. It's on Kickstarter. If you're interested at all, I would love any support you can throw my way. Even if you're just sharing the link, liking it or commenting on it, that goes a long way to help other people see it who might be more interested than you are. But also grab yourself a cassette. I would be, it does, it fits perfectly with what you're doing with it. I, I'd almost be disappointed if you didn't release this on cassette. That's like perfect for what yeah, you're describing I, I think and everything. the cassette is the perfect medium for this, the perfect format for this project. Talking about, I mean, I know, I know we keep getting back to that whole like, you know, it being a production or something like that. But I mean, as far as like performing live, is Aftergloom anything you could ever see yourself Assembling because I'm sure it would be more than just you, but I mean, is there anything you could ever see doing like a one off or anything like that, or is this probably strictly a studio project? I've, I'm thinking going forward that most of what I do is likely going to be a studio project. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking I, I just I don't know. I'm I have a feeling I'm I don't feel like playing live that much anymore. I just I don't know. I it's not not my thing. Some people, know. some people are like that though, and including in a day now where I mean, I'm sure, and we, I'm pretty sure we talked about this last time. But I'm sure you have a setup at home where you can basically be in the studio whenever you want and record as yeah. much as you. It's no longer a time where like you got to have thirty grand and go get like you know maybe get a week or two studio time somewhere. Like you can be a studio musician now. Yeah, you can do well, things I, like that. I just think uh, I've always wanted to just write songs i would love it if somebody else would take my songs and play them live but i don't <laughs> want to be the guy to do that i just I, I i'm not interested in that i never have been that's why like i never really learned covers growing up because i wasn't interested in playing live i just wanted to write songs and i realized i have to record them f so people can hear them and i do love the process of recording i think that's a lot of fun uh, and the production behind it Actually, something I might be more interested in now that I'm getting older is recording and producing other people's music. Oh, nice. That's something that I think I would have a lot more fun with that, rather than playing live. Yeah, because um, even if they're not like, you know, you're saying like someone goes out and plays your songs live for you, maybe not that, but you can still put your little take on things. You, know, you can sit there and help others and, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. they're not. And I, I have good experience now recording, mixing, all that. Uh, this Afterglow project was fully recorded mixed and mastered 
by me this oh, time. Nice. I didn't, didn't didn't outsource any of it. And I, uh, frankly, I think it sounds pretty good. It's one of the, I mean, it might not be like, I, I, I don't want to compare my mixes against somebody else's is what I'm saying, but I think it stands up. Nice. It stands up just as, I don't I like, I think the casual listener wouldn't hear a difference. Nice though. I, I'm, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, again, like in this day and age when yeah, you can do it all at home and I'm sure you've put in hours now, quite a few hours doing your own stuff. Yeah. Why not try to go yeah. produce and do stuff for other bands, you know? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. fun. Definitely. How, how about you know we talked new music and stuff uh, again? We got you on Kickstarter. We uh, got the Afterglow project. Um, where else? Where should we send people? You know your social media. Where do we find your music? All that Afterglow, Mike Brunacini, all that. Where where do we send people now? Well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, what else? Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. Uh, I love Bandcamp. I think Bandcamp it's rules. it's the best platform for musicians. Maybe not for listeners, but it could be. It is to me. I would I, say. I think Bandcamp is is awesome. Very underrated. I mean, I'm I'm on there. And usually, I release the songs on Bandcamp a little earlier because I just have a preference for that platform. Um, uh, Pandora. Does anybody <laughs> use that? I, I'm on there. Deezer. I, I I think the main ones are like. Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Yeah, I'm I'm on those. If you search my name or After Gloom, um, you're ever you're you're pretty much everywhere. By anywhere the digitally, of it. yeah. If you're listening to music, you can probably find Mike Brunacini there. Correct. Unless you're listening somewhere really weird, obscure. I, I can't. I might even... even be there. I don't know. I don't know where my distribution <laughs> platform sends me. I, I'm on some weird platforms. You, that you're I've just never everywhere. Heard of. <laughs> Well, Mike, I mean, I always enjoy talking to you. I mean, definitely I get you in again before it is uh, before a year passes once again. But uh, <laughs> I'd love to. And anything else before, you know, as we close this out, anything else we should let the people know before we uh, I'm sure we'll play some uh, music here in a second. But any, anything else before we close on out? No, just thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. And if if any of this has you interested, please search for After Gloom. I would love your support. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I'm Anthony Merchant here talking to Mike Brunacini. Again, go find that After Gloom Kickstarter you got until Saturday, July 16th. I'll be back with more here in just a second. You're tuned to Arts on Fire right here on 1079 WRFA.